Welcome to episode 23 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Big week coming at you. Um, I'm pretty excited because I'm back running, so I'm more happy than usual. There's been a, a marathon in Rotterdam, a big 10K in Leeds, and we've had a world record over the half in Valencia. Uh, we'll try and answer some list of questions if I can see them on Instagram in time. Um, we'll discuss our training weeks as normal. And then we've got an interview with Becky Briggs, who at London Marathon a couple of weeks ago posted the second fastest under 23 marathon of all time which I screwed up on the interview I opened the interview by saying she'd run the fastest of which she hadn't so that was an interesting start for me um anyway Matt I'm glad you joined us nearly didn't have you on the show this week because you're a busy man and I am I need to I need to be off in an hour because I've got to look after Eliza um because my wife's doing that naughty thing of working again so um yeah that's what I it's what I do, mate. I sacrifice my life for you boys and for listeners. So um are you, are you been working today then? Is that where you where you've been? What do you think I've been doing? I don't know. Who knows what you've been up to? It's Monday, it's school day, isn't it? I don't think What's anyone knows working? what you get up to. No, I've been working. Technically still working, actually. So I'm multitasking at the moment until the uh till the uh five o'clock dinglings but then saying that you always work after don't you well i do and you just saying that you've got a new um a new keyboard this week which wasn't working so do you want to talk us through that and get some um listener advice well no i think i've sorted it now um it's mac in it do you know what i mean like they josh is josh is laughing i don't know why uh it's max like you've got to have everything else with them aren't you different adapters it's all separate um, well, apart from that, life's good. The reason I'm laughing is because you're wondering why a Windows keyboard isn't working with a Mac. Well, yeah. no, it's not a Windows keyboard. It's just a generic keyboard. Mm, fair enough. That he's probably right. But what I will say is, I got a an iPhone 13 the other day, and um, they didn't even give you the plug head anymore, do they? They've got this new adapter that you have to have a different plug head for. Which luckily I have because I've got a, a newer Mac, but they've then on the newest MacBook Pros, they've gone back to the old charger. They can't make their minds up. Mm, anyway. Well, I don't know who the guy is or girl is who, uh, who heads who, that up now. but Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. It's not him anymore. Anyway, Josh, what have you been up to this week? I can actually kind of relate to that because I also have got a new iPhone this week. Um, Boys so... are doing well here. Not, not, not that Boys one. Are... We've got <laughs> iPhone 13s. We've got new... New MacBooks, new keyboards. Exactly. Anyone would think we're getting money from this show. <laughs> so yeah, I was also. Um, I actually nearly bought uh, a new lead because I didn't realise actually you can still use the old lead, just not the old plug. So uh, yeah, yeah, cut that up. But yeah, otherwise, back to some sort of mileage. Yeah, not really much else really. Run, run a few times with you. How's your yoga going? Do what? I did core with, uh, is it Megan the Stallion or something yesterday? That was very good. I thought you that's, not, that's, not, that's not the name, is it? That's a singer, isn't it? So actually, she, I think it was her who ignored Martin Brundle on the grid walk yesterday in the Formula One. It caused uproar 
my social media. I don't know what that means. That whole that whole sentence, <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Fair enough. Right. Um, yeah, not much been happening in my house. Well, I say not much has been happening. There's always something happening. Actually, we we did our interview with Becky Briggs yesterday from from my office. Josh joined me in the hot seat here. It's still the, the chair's still here, Josh. It's empty, but it's still there. Um, and I installed some new stair gates this week. So if you're listening to Becky Briggs's interview later on and you hear some crying in the background, because Eliza decided she'd go up to the new stair gate and couldn't get through it, so fell backwards and yeah, starts crying during her interview. So apologies for that, but um, yeah, blame Eliza, not me. So should we go into our weeks then, Matt? Are you are you ready or do we need to go to Josh? Uh, let's do it. I'm ready. I'll. Um, I. It's always that uh, stage where do you know when you're sitting down at a restaurant and you're wanting to order something and you just pressure order. I'll pressure scroll. 18th of October is Monday, Matt. All right, let's do it. So 18th of October, I did. Look at that, straight into it. I did five miles in the morning with um, the main man, Daniel Weston, plus weights. That was a seven-minute mile. In. What weights are we doing now nowadays? Well, so, still the same weights. Uh, I've also uh, introduced some... Uh, Josh for like this. I've also introduced some isometric uh, calf holds as well. So there we are. Um, how long are you holding your isometrics for? Depends how long Aaron takes to get a picture, to be honest. Right. <laughs> no, I am. Um, if I. One thing I um, had from the physio before was go up, hold for I think five seconds, then drop down 50, 50% of how much you went up, then go back up 25%, drop 50%. Up far too confusing I'm far just... too confusing so you go up and down basically Good. but you hold in between yes how many times uh to capacity right okay capacity meaning to fatigue Fucked. yeah right okay so i need to do more of that i was just holding them on my little step um for a couple of seconds i'm trying to do a little bit more strength stuff um because my achilles are just yeah they're not great especially my right one so, yeah, and then the usual stuff, squats. I've got a leg extender now in the gym, um, invested in one of them, which is good because it does your uh, quads and your hammies. So that was how, good. How much was that, Matt? I was saying 300 quid. I was thinking, Aaron, you could do that. Your legs need extending. Might be about five foot five then. Yeah, five, true. To be five fair, foot six and a half, mate. Are you five six? And a half. So you're five, six. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. You, you round up though, don't you? Uh, yeah, if you're four, four years old. <laughs> and you say like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm four in, in three months. Anyway, anyway, I'm 168 centimetres. That's what it there is. There you go. Sounds, that sounds better. Um, so in the evening, it's driving. Oh yeah, this is the first day of my new job actually. So I've uh, got the train down to um, Mountain Ash. So that's where the offices are. So I did an easy, well, just under five miles, actually. Um, I'm trying to think where the hell I went. Yeah, so the, the hotel um, is literally on top of a mountain. I'm surprised there's that many hotels in Mountain Ash, to be honest. Yeah, this is like a wedding venue. 
Um, and it literally was on top of the mountain, a mile up and a mile down. We're talking a, a real mountain or like a Welsh mountain? Well, yeah, it's not like bloody top of Snowden, is it? But um, it's... How yeah, high are we it, talking? You're getting altitude benefit. No. Um, so I dropped... It's, it's, it's a good hill, right? So anyway. Um, well, I'm uh, just having a look. You start... Is this... Are we talking Monday evening still? Yeah. Yeah, so you started at 240 feet. Right. So small, so there you go. small molehill. Yeah, so a mountain. Um, anyway, so I did... Um, I actually did some hill sprints going back up, actually, I think. Um I mean, actually, no, I just ran. I actually can't remember this bloody run. Um, so anyway, that was that was Monday evening. Obviously very, very scenic then, if you can't remember a thing. Do you know what? It was absolutely oh, yeah. pissing it down all week last week, and it was grim. So anyway, that was um, that was Monday evening, 7.07 pacing. Um, yeah, I literally can't remember this. Oh, no, saying that. No, it wasn't even in bloody Mountain Ash. It was in Cowbridge. Yeah, I went to see yeah. my old... Uh, old buddy Carwin Jones, um, legend of Cardiff um, Athletics Club. So I was just wondering, you didn't look that's like that. Why, that's why it was so. I've looked at your your run on Tuesday, and you start. Well, seven, don't, don't seven, just, come on, we're not getting there yet. Seven hundred and twenty-seven feet. So it's a bit. There higher. you go. Yeah. So that was with um, that was with Car- um, Carwin. Uh, one Monday night, we uh, had a little run and had Chinese. So that was nice, romantic Chinese. He's um, proper. He's proper Welsh, isn't he? Got Jones, yeah, is, yeah. Carwin. Carwin Jones, yeah. yeah. Good lads. He's run. Uh, what did he run in his heyday? Like low 30s. He used, I used to train with him pretty much every day. He used to, I used to live with him, actually. He used to be a neighbour as well. Um, Josh knows Carwin. Anyway, that was Monday. Tuesday, here we go. Here we go. Nine miles in the morning, listening to the uh, the better podcast of ours, or is it the the inferior podcast to um, Inside Jogging podcast. Well, the Australian version. Australian version with the boys. Um, so that they were my ears for Monday, uh, Tuesday morning. So, yeah, more what elevation they, here. What were they talking about? Anything good? Um, yeah, all good stuff. Um, Brady's getting ready only for his marathon. It was Eloise Wellings, wasn't it, on that week? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch it all. Um, watch it you won't watch it listen <laughs> um, I, I actually what I am what I am liking is um, and it's making me laugh a lot is Moose's Moose's talk about his um, his snoo which if you're a parent like me you'll you'll know all about the snoo um, these things they're like they're like a grand and they're basically like this this cradle for your baby you put it you put your baby in this like bed sort of thing and it sort of, yeah, cradles them and rocks them, but all by all by an app, and it's meant to like increase like your sleep. But yeah, I have enjoyed listening to him talk about that. His parents, have you got one? No, but he, I don't earn as much money as Moose. But his um, his parenting techniques are spot on. I like it. It does. Make was me that laugh. was that being sarcastic or no? I just it just makes me laugh. I I particularly liked before he had his baby. He said he wasn't going to change a nappy. I did like that. Yeah, that was impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, fair play, lads. Um, so that was Tuesday morning. 
That was a good lesson, actually. Um, absolutely pissed it down. So here you go. Here's some hills. 650 feet elevation. There you go. And this is 350 in, going down. This is in, um, it says on your Strava that it's in carefully. But it's Mountain Carefully. <laughs> I know. That was a joke, that was the the joke mate. Oh, okay. Take, take it carefully. Take it carefully. And I did, to be fair. And I did some, and what I did is I needed to do some hill sprints. So I just did some hill sprints back up the hill. So but you did um, it carefully. That's the main thing. I did it carefully, absolutely carefully. Good. Um, I couldn't see anything actually. I, I managed to find the tough trail, but I had, uh, I had to put the body torch on. Um, body torch? Yeah. What's this? Instead of a head torch, it's got this, like a body torch. It like straps to your chest. Like, like Iron Man or something. Exactly. Yeah. Have you, you boys not got them? They're a bit, they're a bit easier so you can see um, see more of the road in front of you rather than like a, um, a head torch and it kind of just shines right onto your feet. Wait till we get to my, my week and I'll tell you what I do instead. Right, wait. okay. Well, you just don't get up, do you? You just run in the, run in the afternoon. Um, Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, Wednesday was four miles in the morning. Horrendous weather. Horrendous weather. Um, and then I was back at home uh, Wednesday evening. I wanted to do a session, but I just I just couldn't be asked. And it was dark, and it was pissing down rain. So I decided to basically do like a, a mini session. Wednesday night and then Thursday morning. So I just did a little, wasn't even really much of a session, but I did a, a mini progression on Wednesday evening. So sort of started at 6.30 pace um, and then progressed down to 5.18 for the seventh mile. Um, so I thought, oh, I'd get a little something in, a little stimulus. Um, and that was Wednesday. So then that brings us on to Thursday. So I did, the plan was to do um obviously Wednesday but I just couldn't be bothered so I just did um eight by two minutes just out, out and back um with 45 second walk rest in between it's pretty good actually like you know you can get you know just like little sessions like that you can knock out some half decent um and I was I started off very strong too strong actually um and I completely gassed myself um on the reps so I sort of averaged around, I don't know what this means, but they, around 0.43 of a mile. They look really consistent on, um, on Strava. All the paces of between, your paces for each rep are between 4.34, which is the third rep, and 4.39, which is the last couple. So, yeah. No, it was good. I was happy with it. Um, it's good to get that turnover. But um, I felt like, I really went hard. Yeah, it looks like I went a little harder on the um, rep three to rep five. Um, yeah. But it was fine. I just wanted to get something in. So um, I kind of wanted to go to the track, but I don't know about you boys, but I just can't be asked to go to the track. It's just such a pain and pain in the backside to just drive and drive and go to the track. Um, when you're on your own, and you're a busy man like you it's um yeah it's just it's just i just find that's that's the half reason i go down the cricket pitch just because it's it's easy i can just go down there and like you go to your road here 
you go down there, get it done, go home. You don't have to drive to the track, faff around getting onto the track half the time because they're all closed and people moan at you for using them. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was Thursday. Uh, and as well as like, you know, it's, it's so hard. You just like, I feel like last week I was pretty happy with considering it was, I was at a busy week and you've just got to try and just get something in. Mm. Um, so Friday was eight miles, seven, 12 pace weights again. Um, on Friday, keeping the load quite low actually. On I've just read these comments. Have you been talking about the moth that sleeps? Yeah, big down west. Has he yeah. done, done his research? To be fair, I bet he has. I'm sure it's legit. I'm gonna he's, a, he's an intelligent man. Well, oh, Dan is. Dan, we have some in-depth conversations every Monday. Let me know if you've done your research, Dan. I'm, I'm pretty convinced I'm right. Um, yeah, it's quite disgusting if a moth stays dormant for three years. Though. Um, anyway, so that was Friday. Saturday, I did tempo. Tempo is on Saturdays at the moment. So the plan was to run between five and six mile tempo. So in between five and a half mile tempo. Um, weather was perfect, actually. A bit breezy, but it was dry, which is the main thing because it's been howling all week. Um, so started off pretty strong, 456. Um, and then stayed around there uh, for pretty much most of it, to be honest. The aim was to sort of run between 4.55 and 5.05. Um, so I ended up running 4.54 for five and a half. Heart rate was good as well, so I was pretty happy with that effort. Was that the plan, five and a half? Um, no, the plan was either five or six. So I thought, oh, I'll go in the middle. So how... You did like a, a loop, right? How yes. How would it have been to... Like, That's a 10k it? loop. Basically, Matt, what Aaron's trying to ask you is because we were trying to figure it out yesterday. Did you blow up? No, you didn't blow up. We know that because you picked No, up. I didn't blow up. No. And as well, to be fair, oh, actually, this is a little sore and my adductor was a bit sore. So I was like, mm, do I want to push to six? Yeah, but I didn't was, blow up, no. It was more because of the... Um, the loop was incomplete and it didn't look that far to the finish. So I thought surely he's probably planned on doing a whole, whole loop. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. I, I think the plan was to do pretty much six, but I, I got to sort of four or five and I was like, oh, do I need to really dig to, you know, stay at that pace or can I, I just, just call I it just good? Looked, he's got to five, right. And mile five, he goes 62 feet up. And he's absolutely rinsed it and he's gone, oh, <laughs> got more hill to come. I'm just going to call it quits here. Yeah, but then I'll, I'll go back down to 4.53. So yeah, we're not going to mention that. Um, <laughs> so, you yeah, know, it was good, actually. Uh, pretty happy with that. So the plan on the weekend this, this week will be to get to seven miles, um, seven or eight miles. And then above then it'll be 10. But then the, the pace will slow a little bit the further on I go duration. So. Yeah. That was good. Um, Sunday, yesterday, 15 and a half, well, 15.3, 6.49. I actually basically ran back to that loop from home. 
um, did a loop and then came back. And this was a complete loop this time nice. round. Uh, so that was my week. Um, what did I run for the week? So 72. 72. So plan this week will be to run probably close to 80 and just build a little bit now each week, get the sessions, get the interval sessions, increase a little bit as well into volume, get up to at least 10K with volume by next week, I think. Nice. All in all, solid. Pretty, pretty yeah, pretty decent. Yeah, solid week that. Um, so, so Josh, let's dive into your week. Um, settle back in Peterborough now. Yeah. So, first, uh, first run on Monday. So that was with you. Um, oh, I remember this. Yeah, Monday evening. So it was a bit of a risk going out uh, because of the the dark. So we went. We pretty much were going to do an out and back managed to sort of take the wrong junction on the way back, which is, it's not the first time we've run down there. We've definitely run down there quite a few times. So it was that awkward uh, where your eyes start to just adjust. Um, and we, yeah, somehow managed to end up in some very angry lady's field. She was not too pleased to see us. So her, um, dogs, her dogs came and saw Josh. Yeah. She said and... that the fence was electric, but considering the, the dogs had just run straight through it, I think she was chatting shit. So. Did you touch it? I didn't. No, he wanted, I didn't he wanted to go through it. Yeah, so we could shortcut and she said, no, it's electric. I mean, Josh wanted to go through it. My first thought was, I'm not going to get my leg over that, so I'm going around it. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we did, including strides, didn't stop the watch list on that. Um, and it was more of a fart look, really, the strides, actually, weren't they? Because <laughs> uh, it was dark, it was cold, and I wanted to go home. So we got to the train crossing. It wasn't, and- it wasn't cold. It was dark, and... Basically, there's a there's this big train crossing, and we did the strides after it. But there's like a traffic calming bit, so all the all the cars are in the roads. So you can't even do your strides on the roads. So you have to do them on this path yeah. in the yeah. dark. And you can't see the drop curbs, and it's yeah, it wasn't great. You need a body torch, mate. You do. So yeah, so nine 9.1, 647s, including the strides, and then um, so started first sort of session back um, on Tuesday. And I wanted to do, um, uh, yeah, a little bit more of a warm-up. I was debating doing a double, but I didn't want to make my mileage too high. So I ended up doing a three-mile warm-up in the 655s. Um, and then, so I think quite a few people got these new next percents. That, I don't know how to say it. It begins with G. They were quite they were half price a couple of weeks back. So I wore them for the first time, and they absolutely shredded my little toes, both sides. So I wore them I, again Friday, but yeah, I'm not really sure Somebody said to me they're like a, they've got like a fashion upper on, haven't they? Yeah, that's exactly what I would say as well. It's the upper. I they, they just feel weird, and I, I'm not sure if I'm gonna keep wearing them or just. I was deb- I said to Matt, I might cut a hole where my toe is, um, because it is just it just rubs a little bit. But cut a hole in the shoe. Yeah. So hey, what you're gonna do? What you're gonna do is your little, is your little pinky gonna pop out? I just cut. You know, if you sort of, you know, if you cut. Um, Oh, I don't know what you call it. Cut like a crisscross, like a, a plus sign. It just pokes out when it needs to. You're talking absolute rubbish, mate. Oh, no, honestly. Stick Can you me. do that, please? That would be great. Oh, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's that or they go to the bin, so. But anyway, the session was uh, 10 by 90 seconds and then off 60 seconds, I was just standing, really. Maybe I think I started to jog near the end. Um, 
So yeah, it was it was really really windy on Tuesday. That's one thing actually I've forgotten how windy it is in Peterborough. But um, yeah, I started off reasonably sort of sensible, and then the the sort of the last few actually reasonably quick. So I got down to about four thirty five pace. Um, so that um, felt- quick question. Go on. When are you going to get a subscription? Because when I click on your thing, I can't actually see your splits. You've you can got check on training peaks, man. Yeah, let's do. Oh, you've pay. got training peaks there. It just goes to it. Yeah, but what the actual splits? All yeah. splits. Uh, well, actually, I don't know if all the splits, but you get all the. You probably can. You get all the data. Oh right. I'll tell you what, I'm going to run. Looking at the data, I tell you what, I'm going to run for a marathon in three years. What are you going to run? Two twelve. Two twelve. Is that what he says? <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, so yeah, then warm down after that, just jogging. Then Wednesday. Um, so Wednesday, I was going to do some. Well, I was going to run with Aaron, but actually, you went and did your session because you didn't do it on the Tuesday, didn't you? So um, I ran with Ben Heron, and Aaron lives at kind of the top of a hill. So we kind of got moving actually pretty early in this, and. Ben would not have enjoyed this because he's a kind of eight minute mile in easy run guy. So the first mile, 626. Um, and we averaged 625. So it was a really shit route as well, actually. It was quite hilly in Stanford. I didn't realize the, the last mile was completely uphill. Um, and then we did some weights in the garage after that at Aaron's. Yeah, lovely gym, isn't it? Yeah, very good. I had to shift a few, um, a few things around and yep. sand pit. Sand pit. Um, Kat joined us for a bit. Yeah. There's a sandpit in there. Yeah, Eliza's sandpit's in there. I need to clear it up. There's a paddling pool in there. There's, yeah, lots of lots of interesting things. Who's a paddling pool for? Josh. Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it's that for, for his little toe? It's for, yeah, it's for the, for the ice bath afterwards. Yeah, so we, we uh, started doing some uh, a bit heavier weights. Well, I say heavier. We're doing like, I think, 40 kilo squats, which yeah, isn't heavy, but heavy for me. Um and some deadlifts and some calf raises. Uh, so that was Wednesday. Then Thursday, eight miles. Again, actually, I felt pretty good. I, I went at lunch for this. Uh, ended up averaging. So I started at sevens and uh, got down to 558s. So average 621s. Uh, and then did some strides after. So just did six by 15 seconds. Um, and then, so this was the first double back. So I, I was debating on Tuesday and then I thought, actually, on Friday I will. So I did four miles in the morning just seven minute miling. Uh, and then in the evening, I mean, this route looks absolutely like a sperm, doesn't it? Just it's all about your tempo. Yeah. Um, before you get to your tempo, let's discuss Thursday's run. So you got, you said you got moving, right? Uh, yes. Your, your last four miles, you've averaged like 160 heart rate, which is higher heart rate than your first like 2K of your tempo. So yeah, I think I was in a tracksuit though. Probably it doesn't well. matter what you're in. Was well, this the it's, is it's this the six twenty one? Yeah, yeah. He gets down to five fifty eight, but he's he's up to one six two. And I know he's wearing his chest strap because I've seen. Why that. are you Why are you running so hard? I was just running to be honest. I wasn't really. I wasn't really paying much attention. Yeah, but anyone can just bloody go out and run. Are, are you, do you feel recovered? Do you got a hard session the next day? I don't know. Should we move on to it? Yeah, go on. That was a nice transition, wasn't it? And I avoided the question. <laughs> right, so... Talk about, talk about your sperm. Come on. Yeah, so um, I was debating where to do this because this is where Matt, your torch would have probably come in handy. Um, there's not that many amazing places which are lit in Peterborough. Um, 
to do sessions. When I said this to my brother, he said, oh, there's loads of lit places. What actually that means is apparently that's a, a, another word for good. Um, yeah, that. I know that. <laughs> you don't know anything when it comes to the abbreviations. Yeah, I knew, I knew lit was like, was good. Yeah, uh, I was like, that's, that's not lit, it's dark. There we go. So I did four, uh, two and a half mile warm up. Um, so yeah, so I did this in the, the loop near Hampton, if anyone's uh, familiar in Peterborough. Um, the Phil Martin loop, I would say, but I did it the right way around. So uh, I think yeah. Matt got me started let's, at 5.20. Let's just ask Matt. Matt, if you're doing a, a tempo on a, on a loop, let's say it's a mile loop, which way are you running around that loop? Uh, the left, let's say tracking it. Anti-clockwise, yeah. 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 Good man. Why so, does Phil go the other way? Phil goes the other way, and I, I, know, it, I know why it is. So if you, if you wear your watch on your left wrist. Ah, uh, it's on the outside, isn't it? It's on the outside. So if you go left, if you go, if you go clockwise, you'll get a better reading on your GPS. Where's Josh? Are you cheating yourself? Josh, good boy. Did it the right way around. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really have time to do sort of drills and strides and things because it was literally sort of pretty much dark when I started. Um, so the aim was 25 minutes, starting at 5.20s, and then I think you said, see how that is for 15 minutes and then try and pick up if I can. So I went 5.16, 5.12, 5.08, 5 minutes, and then 4.54. So after sort of 10 minutes, I was like, I actually feel okay. It was more my um, my cardio, actually. The, my legs felt pretty good. I felt like I had a bit more of a turnover than I've had for quite a while. Um, so average 5.06 for five miles. But the last two laps were pretty much pitch black. Um, and I said to my dad afterwards, actually, I quite like it. When you're running quick in the dark, sort of a bit more of an adrenaline rush so it was quite fun did you get scared um i wouldn't say scared but i didn't really trip over you know when you sort of can't quite see the floor and you put your foot there and it's probably about five millimeters lower than you think i did i did a run it with josh and peterborough once when we're out on an easy run with our mate and we're running around this like housing estate and josh is running it's dark and he's running next to me and one of our other mates is hiding in a bush waiting for us to run past. And he jumps out at Josh. And Josh, he actually jumped into my, into my arms and screamed, high-pitched scream, jumped into my arms. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Good day. Yeah, it was, it was Tempo. So have I told you now, um, do you go and run five miles at... Starting at five and finishing at four fifty-four, could you do it on a on a in a lit route? I'd like to give it a go. Yeah, yeah. I think I think good. maybe do the session tomorrow just to get my legs moving again, and then if you said do it on Friday, I think yeah, I could give it a go. Especially if someone was on a bike or something. Yeah, but then you've got you five ten to five o five, haven't I? Yeah, but then you take him to a race. Get him in like Leeds Abbey Dash, and you tell him to do the same, and he'd just run five minute mile in all the way through. It's because I'll probably do the first mile in four forty or something, and then I think he's learning. He might. I think be. he's learning. He might yeah. be. Um, so that brings us to Saturday. So Saturday I ran with Aaron. Uh, so I I did a little bit less. Um, so I basically did six and eight by fifteen second hills, um, and then we did a sort of. I would say gym, but it was a bit... Did we do gym, actually? No. Oh, no, we did gym Sunday. Yeah. What's uh, your hill like? Good. Um, hilly. 
No shit. Is it steep or is it like, you know, a, a, a little... It's not, to be honest, the, the, we've, the times we've done hills, we've done them on hif- different hills, actually. So this was in uh, Barnock. So it's quite hilly around there. Um, it's not that, the steepest hill in the world, but it was pretty good for 15 seconds. Nice. So, yeah, that was that was good. Um, Aaron just did four because he's not, not done them in a did while. Did you do hills? Oh, you did, you did hills as well. I did. I was going to do six. Um, I'll come to it later. Yeah. But are you on the Clusy program now, are you? Yeah, that's exactly why I didn't do two more. To be fair, yeah, I didn't want to pay you. To be fair, um, he's, he's pretty good going up the hill. He's got some, got some strength going in those legs, finally. Finally, it's only taken two years. <laughs> and then for us, so Sunday I did, oh, well, so you had me down as 13 steady um, to heart rate. And I probably did go a little bit quicker than I probably wanted. Um, so where I did this, I, I combined it with a friend, the Frostbite Friendly League. Um, again, to anyone that's local to this area, um, so I did five miles. Oh, sorry, four miles before, probably average. Looking at this, six fifteens, um, and then I did the race. So I probably ran around five forty, five forty fives for five miles. But it's quite a hilly loop, and I think that probably got my heart rate going quite high. Uh, and then I did a mile with my dad, and then three miles afterwards. Uh, the mile with my dad was pretty slow, like seven thirty. So I averaged in the end. 13 at 614s um but yeah my heart rate matt's wanted it at 150 and i think it was 159 so a bit higher but where did you that was a saving grace that amount of 10 was yeah i know i I, thought, I was thinking that when i was running i was two-stepping dad as well did you say I, I, your, your uh, heart rate was 159 average yeah for the whole run yeah yeah but for the race it wasn't oh yeah no, no i didn't look at that okay yeah no i just looked at what it was for the for the run so um where did you finish in the race? I finished third. So I, was, I think I was about seventh with a mile to go, or just over a mile to go, a lap to go. And I thought, right, if I'm running a little bit harder for the next lap, um, I could probably catch a few more. So Is it on grass? Yeah. Yeah, it's still on grass. You did it in structures, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, wow. my on dragonflies. Sense I'd have loved those. to have seen that. Yeah. So um, it's called the frostbite. What was the temperature? <laughs> um, yeah. 12 degrees. Josh is... <laughs> Josh's Strava doesn't even tell you that. Um, yeah. What it does tell you, though, is he did an hour 21 run, which took him two hours. So. Yeah, because I was trying to see what uh, how Jake's pacing was going. Right, we'll come to that later. Too. Um, I do see you noted that you didn't have any breakfast, and this race started at 10.22, or yeah. this run started at 10.22. What yeah, the last few miles, so I had to travel to, to Dad's to then get there to then run well you um, can't pick up a banana so no well i had a flat white with some coconut milk i didn't really think i'd it was 13 miles but i don't really need that anything what you had a flat time. white with coconut milk yeah <laughs> i'm trying to stay away from uh normal milk but no josh like you're doing 13 miles and you're starting at 10 20 so you're going to finish around 12 and you don't think you need any food so you've not eaten since probably about seven o'clock the night before Based on the last three miles, I would change my mind. And all it would have been is sweets, probably. No, I've actually been eating really, really healthy this week. Doesn't matter if you don't if you don't eat at all. Yeah, so the last the last two miles actually, I, I almost I was I hit the wall, but I was pretty pretty tired. Yeah, I've seen Josh hit the wall, and it's a good sight. Um, I like to see it again, actually. But anyway, <laughs> so that's that's my week. I did mileage. I hit sixty seven. 
So again, probably a little bit more than Matt said, but I think I spoke to him in the week and I think the aim was sort of 60 at the top end. But 60 is just, I mean, you barely have to run and you can hit that. Like if you're doing sort of a long run and sessions and running every day, I mean, 60 is pretty easy to hit. So um, I, would, I would agree, but having had the last 10 weeks that I've had, it's hard. Like I think you don't, you you don't, you don't so, appreciate it until yeah. you can't do it when you've been running sort of like 110 115 or whatever then 60 is easy yeah i've been i've done that though haven't i i've done more but if, yeah if you've not for a while then i may yes that makes sense um but yeah good week is back um so big another big week to come and then when you're racing yeah i'm actually doing a five mile race a week on sunday which is uh for anyone listening it will be oh god the seven Charm a minute it's around that area. Yeah, I, I might come. I might come do it. No, okay. Matt. There's prizes. No, Big no, no. Down. There's the prizes. I don't know what they are. It just says prizes for top three. Ooh. For you to have a fight, I'm gonna roll for my week quickly because um, we need to crack on. So we've talked about Monday. I did, yeah, easy. Well, I say an easy run with Josh, but I got sucked into the Josh Lund pace. Um, so yeah, nine miles at six forty fours, but the first, I'd say the first like three, four miles was into quite a stiff wind. So even though we were running only 650s, it was quite an effort for me. Who um, calls the wind stiff? stiff? A stiff wind? Stiff breeze. Stiff breeze. Yeah. Don't you yeah. say it's a bit windy? Could do. Or you could call it a stiff breeze. Um, <laughs> but yeah, when the stiff breeze was on our backs, it was... Um, would you say a strong wind? Yeah, Is strong the wind. stiff strong wind? I don't know. It's probably comes from golf. Um, but anyway, so on the way back, um, before we took the wrong turn, Josh was opening his stride, wasn't he? He's sort of flexing, two-stepping. I was hanging on. Got quite hot, actually. I, got, I even took, I mean, I took my, um, my jacket off or whatever I had on because it got pretty warm. And... Um, yeah, I was quite grateful for the stops for the, the train lines, really. Um, but yeah, did a few strides with Josh. Thought I pushed it, but I'll be okay. Um, but I wasn't. So I came to Tuesday and I was going to do a session. Warmed up, did two and a half miles. And though I'd warmed up at the cricket pitch, which is still still there. Um, and it was I was so slow and I could feel my hamstring and I was like, Nah, it was also really windy. Um, and I was like, there's no point pushing it, let's leave it a day. So I warmed up, did two and a half miles, went back on Wednesday to do the session. Um, and I ended up just doing a progression run because I didn't want to, didn't want to push it. If my hamstring was niggly, I didn't want to push, do anything too intense on it. And I started to warm up for the session. and I did like the first four laps of the cricket pitch in like 6.40. So it was almost like a minute quicker than the day before. So I thought I'd just do, do a progression run. So I ended up doing 12 laps easy, 12 laps steady, 12 laps hard. And um, worked through the paces quite nicely. Sort of took two minutes off each 12 laps. So um, progressed through the gears quite nicely, I thought. And then did a, a few 15-second reps. I mean, it was still nowhere near as quick as I was doing thresholds around there in the in the summer but it the main thing was it it actually felt 
felt pretty good. I didn't, I've still not sorted my heart rate monitor out, but I didn't get that weird leg feeling that I've had for the last however months. Um, so I declared that I was back from that day onwards. Back with a bang. So yeah, Wednesday I got out at lunchtime um, and did 15K or 9.4 miles um, at 7.05s. So nice and easy. I was actually... Yeah, pretty tired from the session the day before, which isn't surprising considering I've not done any sessions in a while. So just did a a big loop of of Stamford. So yeah, included a few of the hills Josh was talking about. He commented on my Strava saying it was too slow, which is ironic um, considering yeah he'll complain about being tired in a few weeks' time. Um, so yeah, that was Wednesday. Um, or was that Thursday? That's Thursday. I lie. That's Thursday. Friday, I ended up doing doing a session in the end um, because I wanted to have a day easy on Saturday, and I was going to do the run with Josh on Sunday, but I didn't. So, but Friday I did fifteen by a minute off a minute recovery, um, and a classic. And yeah, I, I mean, I started off with the intention of doing. I was going to do 25 minutes worth. So I was going to do 13 of them, um, but felt pretty good. So I, yeah, just thought I'd do half an hour's worth. And um, so you just jogged the minute recovery. Yeah. yeah I really jogged the minute recovery. Just, just continuous and um, tried to pick up and sort of run. I don't know. 5k type feel. I mean, it's never as quick as 5k pace when you're doing it, but the exertion was kind of 5k feel. I mean, I deliberately did both of these runs around, around the cricket pitch. I actually did this one in spikes um, just because I didn't want to know the exact pace I was running. Um, I just wanted to get a session done these first few sessions back and not worry about pace and sort of look at, you know, I, mean, I can look at it afterwards. And um, it's uh, cross country on the cards. No, this season. No, this is, this is still pretty firm and, pretty short grass or it's very short grass so it's it's track like pretty much i would say so anyway did um three up and two down so what's that 10 miles total saturday ran with josh but i did a little bit before um and i know i just had a go at josh about not eating i did the same um on saturday morning but i was up at at seven and fed gave Eliza breakfast and sort of just like forgot to feed myself and I got I got up to I drove up to where me and Josh were going to meet and I I did 15 minutes before Josh joined us and on that 15 minutes I realized that I hadn't eaten I was like I'm going to be in trouble here so I saw Josh and was like Josh you got any food in your car and all he had was Morton gels so I sucked on a gel before I easy of course (laughs) which is yeah and I look. I saw that Josh took a picture. I looked horrendous. I was. So, I must have been so dehydrated. And yeah, it's a good job I took that. Repping your uh, repping your Portland um, swagger there. Yeah, still got still got that. Um, still in still in good nick. Um, but yeah, we did. Well, I did nine miles, which was under seven minute mile in. As we said, I did four hills. I was going to do six, but on the fourth one, I was I was getting smashed by Josh. To be fair, and. 
on the fourth one, I just felt my hamstring a bit because I'd done that session the, the night before. So I thought, yeah, I'll just do a bit more of a jog and meet Josh when he's done. Um, right, I tell you, Aaron, Matt said do 50% on the hills. 50% of what? Effort. You okay, do 50%. Yeah. Lost. Yeah, it's lost on me, mate. It's gone over my head. Um, anyway, that's Saturday. Sunday, I was going to double on Sat. I was going to double on a few of these days, just never got around to it. Main thing on Saturday was um, Ipswich got the win again. So pretty happy about that and um, sets me up nicely for Sunday. Um, and I was going to run with Josh, but I had a busy day Sunday. I was going to go swimming with Eliza, but that got cancelled too. I had like five coaching calls on Sunday. So I did like, and then we had the interview with Betty Briggs Sunday afternoon. So I spent Sunday afternoon, I think I was about four hours on the phone. So yeah, lots of talking, um, which as Josh experienced, I can do for a good while before I decide to shut up. Um, and yeah, Sunday morning, just ran with Ben Heron, who by the looks of this took a weird picture of me, which I didn't know he did. Um, very, very like Ben. Yeah. So we did almost 90 minutes at 6.39s. So got rolling a bit. Um, just out in the fens. It was actually not too windy for once. So that's a 64, I'm going to round up, 64 mile week. So this week I'm looking to get 75, 80 in. And um, I've just, well, I've just ran just now, actually, just before we recorded this, just did 10 miles. And said to Josh, I actually ran at 6.50-ish pace up the hills and it felt good. So I feel like I'm kind of back. I just need to not rush back into big miles too quickly because I'm just, I'm well aware this of loading. Um, after doing those couple of sessions, just felt some tightness in my, my hamstring, which is an issue I had before London the year before. I just need to get on top of that and not load things too quickly. Um, but Josh has got me in the gym Wednesday, Sunday. Um, he's sorting me out there. So hopefully get back in some shape, get back racing. Um, good week. Very good week. He's back. Yeah. So we have a, a look at Strava leaderboard. I was just looking again. Connor Dillon is top again. He is a mileage machine, that man. He's 160 again. <laughs> Connor, what are you eating? Do you know what? I do not want to see his bill for trainers. Connor, I'm going to go anyway. While I, but it's a shame because Joanna Murphy, he's pipped Joanna Murphy in se, Joanna Murphy's in sec, in second position on 162 miles for a week. She did a 143 mile long run. So, um, did how far? 100. It says 143. Um, 143 mile long run. She drives in a car. She's private, so I can't look. But yeah, I can't see. To be fair, her average pace for the week is 9.30. So it's a pretty swift long run, that is, if she's, um, if she's done it. So, Joanna, if you've done that, give us a shout. I'll play too. I see what you've done. Um, I'm just going to go on, on uh, Connor before I finish. His bars, so you see those Strava bars, um, blue bars on Strava. Last two weeks have been one six. 164, 167, 
the week before was 156. So that's big three weeks there. And he's he's been doing it for, for months. So Connor, I don't know what you're training for, mate, but getting some miles in. Um, yeah, average distance for the last four weeks, 162.2. So far this year, he's already run 4,600 miles. Impressive. Um, right. What should we go on to now? Should we, should we go into some listener questions? Let's do Let's rattle some of those, a couple of those quickly. Um, I'm just going to refresh my Instagram because a few have come in. Um, I mean, I'm not going to go into this one, but like Tom Shaw has just dropped me a message saying, how did you get in contact with British Gas to sort out electricity and gas billing? And he, Tom said that because he knows that I am the man for, for contacting suppliers and having a good moan. So, yeah, if you need any tips on on how to get the best out of your your bills or suppliers, just give me a shout on on Instagram, DM me, and I'll I'll give you some top tips of how to how to moan. Um, I'm happy to do that. Um, Joe Milton said, "Do you think high mileage at a young age is bad? E.g., 17 years old." He's not put a um, a mileage figure on it, so it's hard to answer. But what I will say is. We've got an interview after this show with Becky Briggs, who from a young age was running half marathons, wasn't she, Josh? Did she say, was it 17? Was she, was yeah, it, she did her first K, I think, the first 10K at 15. 15, she, she broke 40 minutes for 10K. So have a listen to that. Um, I think she's she built up pretty sensibly. I think as long as you, yeah, I wouldn't advocate big miles when you're young. Um, 17 you can probably get away with a bit more. If you look at what they do in the States, for example, high schoolers, quite a few of those are on 70 to 90 miles a week at sort of before college, aren't they, Matt? Um, oh, yeah, easy. So it's doable, but just don't... If you've been doing 40 miles a week, don't go out and do 90 miles the next week. Just try and be progressive with it over a good period of time, like over, over the next year, just up it slowly um but you've also got to look at well, yeah just got to weigh out the, the benefits of you could probably get more quality in a 70 mile week to maybe bashing out a 100 mile week with less quality it depends what distances you want to do um joe um anyway we'll crack on to josh josh lunn actually left me a message said um why is matt always awkward um a awkward AF with timing. Do you know what that abbreviation is, Matt? Um, yes, just about. Um, I'm not. Why am I awkward with timing? Just go to bed at eight o'clock. Because I'm up early, Joshua. Right. This is a question for for you boys though. Scott Cousins said sub sixty eight um, half marathoner gels or no gels during the race. And that's a question I get asked by a lot of athletes I coach actually for half marathon. In a half? You... Yeah, in a half. I don't take anything on personally. No fluids? No, nothing. So if there's cups of water out, you don't even take those? No, no. Okay. Well, do you know one game actually I like to play with myself and this is a bit stupid. When you go past drink stations, I don't know what it is. I like to run as close as possible to the drink without hitting it. Don't know why. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah, I don't know, don't know why. You could be like that guy on um, the Olympic marathon, aren't you? Just <laughs> looking over all the bottles. Um, what would you do, Matt? 
Uh, no, Giles. Um, but then saying that, it depends, doesn't it? It depends on if you're doing a build-up for a marathon, then you may want to experiment a little bit and take a at 10 miles or so. Um, maybe a bit earlier at the 10K mark. But um, no, generally for a half, I don't take any gels and I won't tell athletes to take gels either. Um, what, no matter how fast they are? Well, yeah, I mean, it depends. Like if you're If you're an athlete who likes to fuel, even you know it depends on the speed of you know speed of the speed of what you're going but then saying that at the end of the day it all depends on you if you you know if you feel like you bonk a little bit at 10k and a half then potentially but i think at the t- at, at the tip end tip end sharp end um i think yeah most most athletes don't uh, tend to take anything on board yeah. just add just to to almost argue against that at antrim um, the woman who broke the world record did take two drinks on. I think, but, yeah. Generally, I agree. I think you, if, I mean, the problem is you're not going to have fluids laid out for you at a half marathon, usually, where she probably had the NN guys handing her Morton bottles, which I think fluids could, at the sharp end, you, can, you probably could benefit from, especially if it's quite humid. Um, I actually take a gel like 10 minutes before the start of a half usually um so i do have yeah, one it all depends isn't it it depends but on what your focus is and how quick you're running as well i wouldn't take one during um just because when i'm racing at that intensity i find it quite hard to take on a gel but i've got athletes i coach you around the sort of 90 minute half marathon mark and i often say to those guys like yeah if you are used to taking stuff in training and most of them are doing build-ups to marathon anyway so it's good practice i try and get them to take one at around 10k just to yeah you know if you're out there for 90 minutes it's it's another 25 minutes and we're out there for you know you might yeah if it's if it's longer duration then yeah you know over i don't know 75 80 odd minutes and yeah potentially i think a job's a good idea for what scott's asking he's sub 68 so we'd say not during mate um no Sophie Byrne is, um, wants to know some embarrassing stories about me and you, Josh. So you might need to DM her personally. Um, I, I, don't think we, I, I don't think we can air some of our stories. Um, I won't go into too many of them just now. But um, I like Lewis's question. That I think we're going to disagree on. Yeah, we'll, we'll come to Lewis's. Is there anything you want to comment on Sophie's? Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, when I was getting changed in a car park, you took a picture of me completely naked. That was quite embarrassing and posted on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll put it, I've seen Josh naked far too many times. He's seen me naked far too many times. So that's where we'll leave it. Um, Lewis Knight said, steady long runs or keep it easy time on feet. Um, I'll go Josh in that. I th- it depends. I have. I think there's a place for both. Um, if you're in a base phase and you're doing Tuesday Friday sessions, you probably can squeeze in a steady long run. And by but but steady, I would say is halfway between easy and sort of threshold. So like for me, steady. I do my easy runs at seven minute mile in my threshold, let's say it's five for the sake of arguments, my steady would be around six minute mile in. Um, 
and I think there's a place for those types of run and even in marathon training like steady consistent long runs at like 95 percent of marathon pace do work like we've done a few of them we've done 24 at under six just under sixes or um or you've done runs at 535s or whatever um but there's also time if you're doing big you know a hard session on a saturday i wouldn't want to do a steady long run sunday so i'd just do a time on feet run yeah i think that's fair i generally yeah i mean looking back on my training I when I used to do a session on a Saturday, the session probably wouldn't be that it would probably be a bit tempo-y, so it would be a bit slower. And I still would run a bit steady on the Sunday, but it would be a bit more progressive. So I probably wouldn't average that quick. I'd probably just get down to a steady state. But generally I'm much more sort of steady camp rather than easy jog camp. Yeah, I agree to be fair. I think steady steady long runs get you fit quickly. Um, as a note on my training for this week Matt you have put specifically stay disciplined to heart rate as I don't want you to get too fit too quick exactly I think that's key is 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 discipline like whatever you've got set is staying disciplined to it and that's your biggest problem Josh is is discipline and I think I think Moose was talking about it on on their show this week and like if you can't stay disciplined in training then you're likely to not be disciplined in the race um so it's a good thing to teach yourself is, yeah, stick to the plan. Um, one last question, which links to Inside Running Podcast again. Owen Knight says, when will we see the Inside Jogging Podcast versus Inside Running Podcast race? All I'll say is when those boys stop being pussies and toe the line in, in Seville. I think Brady's uh, pretty, pretty fit. I um what did um, I, I was listening to it the other day? Moose, what was Moose calling um, Seville? Um, oh, what did he say it was called? I don't know, but Benton Lawrence called it proper this week. He said Sevilla, which is correct. Oh, is it really? Yeah, so it's so they don't say L's, do they? And the Seville in English has an E at the end, but in Spanish has an A at the end, right. But I don't know what Moose was calling it. He's probably calling it. I can't it. remember. I think, it, I think, it, funny. I think he, he called it Valencia for a start. So it wasn't uh, Sylvia or something. I Sylvia. can't remember what it was. It's funny. But yeah, I mean, it'd be an interesting race. But I don't know if we can, um, we can um, ask them to fly all the way over to Europe to race us. So maybe they want to invite us over to to Gold Coast. Us boys are more than happy to go on an all expenses paid trip to to Melbourne and have a little race absolutely it'd be good for their podcast it would be they need us <laughs> um all right let's wrap up those questions and um go into some news because there's a few things to talk about this week um where shall i start first should we start world record in valencia half marathon anybody watch it um so actually this was really early so i watched i thought it starts would start later than it did um so yeah i knew clark he was running adam clark so i wanted to make see how he was getting on so it was quite nice actually because i saw the first woman finish and then uh just behind him was clarky or just behind her sorry it was clarky so that's so, mad isn't it yeah it, it literally is um I, yeah 
I, I don't know what to say on it, but it's she looks so good. Um, and and all I'd say is sixty two fifty two is a very good time for an elite man. Like it's faster than all of us by. Fair I'll way. give you I'll give you the stats real quick from Steve Magnus. Do you guys see this? No. So um, another way, this is his tweet the other day. He said, another way to look at this is the uh, PBs of the men racing near here today. Um, This is who, like, in and around what she's run today and what other um, athletes have run. So this 210 marathoner has run 62.33. Another 62.40 guy. a 207 marathon guy, Clarkies run 13.39 in sub 63. Well, that's and the um, 211 guy. They've got the, you've got the IAAF charts and it relates her time. So we've not mentioned her name. It's Gaday who ran the time. Um, I'm not going to try her first name. No, we'll leave that. So Gaday, um, I think the IAAF, IAAF charts say a 13.35 ish 5K it's worth. Um, wow. And that's for a woman, as a, two, well. a 211 marathon. Um, so was that I a mean, debut as well? Yeah, yeah. She she obviously ran the uh, was it 5k record on the track in Valencia and 10k and 10k. Um, uh, yeah, but she she looks phenomenally. I mean, what I saw, she looks very good. She looks very, very good. Um, and yeah, it's just. I don't know. I can't even put it into words. I mean, I want to believe that it's possible, but if you start to think, this is what I was thinking earlier, it, like, so she's running 62.52. Um, the men what are running 58.30, top end? 57.30, but yeah. 57.30, sorry. So five minutes apart, right? So that sort of, you know, if you're saying that is is the sort of difference, um, there's a lot of of females who need to sort of go a lot faster to be comparable to the men's time, isn't there? You know, if you look at look at the rankings in the UK, for example, there's lots of lots of guys out there running um, 63 half marathons, but how many how many girls run 60 68? So if it is believable, then you would have thought we would have seen more more girls under 70 minutes. So I can't really based on based on the difference you usually see, which is usually like eleven percent difference between male and female, but that was the standard difference. She's sort of blown that out of the water. Um so yeah, I don't know whether I can believe it yet or not. Um we'll see. But the other, the other interesting thing on that, to see the guy won um it was the guy who won London raced. And ran pretty well. I can't. I can't oh yeah, I just see that. Um, Lima. Yeah, Lemma. Lemma. Oh, he, he raced in Valencia, did he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, but, I thought he raced in Rotterdam. No. Yeah? I thought it was Valencia, but yeah, I, I don't know exactly. So. Um. Yeah, I've not actually got the men's times, but I mean, I did. It was um interesting. Like the third, I think the third, third lady ran like sixty four mid or sixty four high. I thought yeah. it was pretty, pretty harsh to finish third in 64 minutes. Um, but anyway, that's uh, Valencia. We'll go to, should we go to Rotterdam? Um, so Rotterdam was one in 203.36 by Bashir Abdi. Um, 
And I know Josh mentioned it earlier because Jake Smith was doing some pacing, wasn't he? Yeah, I thought from his Instagram, Jake ran the um, European time. <laughs> I'm joking, Jake. Um, so, yeah, Bashir took the win. He was actually a little bit behind at almost most of the way. He was quite a way off the, the lead Kenyan. I think it was uh, Kipsarum, I think it was, off the top of my head. Um, so, yeah, 203 is pretty rapid. Um, ladies was won by Stella. Borussio, I think it she was called, <laughs> two twenty-two, um, and Clara Evans actually came fourth overall in two thirty-one twenty-one. She was only a minute off getting second place. Uh, mate, you know it's a big marathon. Um, so good run from Clara. What was her PB before that, Josh? You'll know. I think two thirty-three, two thirty-four. Can't remember exactly. One of the two. Um, the world champs time for girls 229 and a half is it yeah, i think she ran the european time european time and a, a welsh commonwealth time because i believe she's yeah she's, she's yeah, second fastest welsh person this year cool um that's rotterdam other news domestic news this week um was the big 10k in leeds um i know joshua was keeping a close eye on it because he knows a few of his his boys running um but yeah, it was taken out hard by are they Ethiopian? Is it Omar or Somalian? I'm gonna say Ethiopian. Um Omar Ahmed and Kadar Omar, uh two runners from from Birmingham Way, um, and familiar faces on sort of the domestic scene. They took it out really hard and um Kadar took Kadar Omar took the win in 28.46 from Omar Ahmed in 28.50. And then there was a massive pack behind, wasn't there? Sort of who sort of all came in between 29.15 and 29.30. Um, so some good performances there. Um, some big PBs, I think. I saw Ali Watson, who's now, I'm not going to guess Ali, but 40, 43 maybe. Don't hope you're not doing disservice. But he ran 29.30 as a, as a, he's definitely vet 40. I'll give him that. Um, so some big performances. And then on the girl side, um, Jess Piazeki, um, phenomenal run to take the win 31.19, which all, what I was thinking was, what if Ailish McColgan would have ran this race? Because, yeah. Um, a few of these people ran at Manchester a few weeks ago, and I think Jess was high 31, was she? Um, so considerable wave ups, considerable way behind Ailish. So Ailish could have possibly ran a, a low 30 minute clocking, which would have been phenomenal, really. Um, but she wasn't there, so let's not give her that. Um, Charlotte Arter, second 31.30, and Jess Judd, third in 31.38. And um, just quickly, I'm going to mention on Jess Judd, we've not mentioned yet the UK Athletics funding was out last week and she didn't get on funding, which I find unbelievable. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I'd echo that. Who's this? Ailish. Jess Judd. Oh, Jess Judd. How much are these guys getting now? Is it is it is it a lot? Because I feel like with the sponsorships that are on now, I feel like they're probably uh, putting up more cash than UKA now. I think from from her post, I saw. I think it's more the principle, isn't it? So yeah. Someone sat in a room and said, "You're not good enough." 
yeah exactly that and what i then find even more astonishing is is two of the main people who are in that room making those decisions quit the day afterwards which is so joanna coates has quit as head of uk and performance director sarah simington who i'd never heard of um who is apparently performance director um have left <laughs> so it's madness uk is in a dire state as we've you know i've said for a while it just needs somebody to come in and just just be transparent with what they're doing and um be a bit more open and put the athletes first you know i i i find it incredible that these guys who are at top of our sport are taking home massive pay packets and are yet we're not funding our athletes correctly which is kind of the wrong way to do it um but there you go um i've got no influence over that so i can't comment anymore um other race newport 10k was on um Paris Sorafel took the win in 29.43. James Hennigan, second, broken 30, 29.53. my course record. Yeah, what I liked about Newport was, um, we'll come to that in a second, I'll just go through the women's performances. Um, Hannah Alderson took the win in a course record time of, it's always useful when it's not here. Um, I had it earlier as well. Anyway, sorry, Hannah, you took you got a course record. Second was 35, 32. That's all I know. Um, so some good performances in a in a rainy Newport. Um, first of all, these fifteen hundred meter boys are getting quick over ten k because George Mills at Leeds ran twenty nine thirty something, and um, another sort of fifteen hundred meter runner ran the same at Leeds. It was funny you say that because the guy who's fourth at Newport is a under 20, 1500, 800 to 1500 guy as well. He ran 30 flat then miles. Us distance boys need to up our game because we can't run fast and now they're taking our, our 10k times too. Um, but speak yeah, yourself, sorry, so speak for yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, but not all of us get given an extra 10 <laughs> seconds at our races. Um, so what I liked about Newport 10k was. They've got your image on their t- race T-shirt, Matt. Have you seen this? Damn straight there. They've yep. been signing out like hotcakes. I mean, I've had a had a request for that to be our our merch, really. Um, to get to get me on there alongside you in the silhouettes, and then just like a a silhouette of Josh doing calf races. I heard is the the way forward. I've asked uh, the uh, race organizer if he can uh, save me a T-shirt. Yeah, we have to get some of those. Claim to fame that. Um, we can you can sign some and we can give them away as as um as our prizes, considering your raspberry and strawberry season is over. Um right, I think that rounds up the news and wraps us up pretty nicely. Anything coming up for you boys next week? Josh, what's what's happening in your life next week? Mm, similar really this to this week. Um yeah, getting back on the sessions, getting a little bit longer on the tempo and then yeah, race next weekend, so that'll be interesting. Well, when you, when people listen to this, it'll be probably the weekend after, it's the seventh. So, guys, um, yeah. folks, five miler. Yeah, do you fancy it, Matt? I wonder if I can beat you right now. Bloody oh, hope sure. you've been tempoing about four fifties. You should be better than me. I don't know. I'm only a week. I'm only a week ahead of you. 
Yeah. I think we and you get... ran a quicker marathon, marathon than me. So actually, that, that does remind me. I did, there was um, at this Frostbite League uh, I did on Sunday, there's a lot, lot of listeners who were liking the content. They said it's nice to see the fastest uh, marathoner from the show. Absolutely. <laughs> and on that note, I need to get my face back out in Peterborough, I think. Um, <laughs> Clarity, what's coming up for you next week? Um, yeah, just a bit more of a run in. Um, that's about it, really. I've got to get a new dishwasher on the weekend. Nice. Are you going to fit that yourself? Absolutely not. How's the How's the garden looking? Garden's looking great. Yeah, I won't be uh, mowing that sucker now for another six months. Yeah, same here. It's, what I will say is, both me and Matt have gone dark very quickly, so it's getting dark now. So we should. Aaron, should have... listen. What are you doing this week? That's That's the main thing, isn't it? So, I am off to Plymouth next weekend for my sister-in-law's delayed 30th. It's Eliza's first birthday next Tuesday. Yeah, next Tuesday. Um, so big weekend of... Yeah, Bottle of JD? Celebrating that. Bottle of JD. Children that age presents. Because I just think, just save the money. They're not going to remember. Um, I don't get much, but she will still, still enjoy um, like getting things. She's... You saw her. She's she's well mad keen for things. She um she was even smiling at Josh, which I found <laughs> interesting. Josh had an interesting little baby voice though. He was very nice to her. A very it's really awkward. And what do you do when you talk to a baby? Just give it. Just grief, have a normal mate. conversation. That's what I do. I talk so yeah. much rubbish to her. <laughs> I hate to think how she's going to grow up. I tell her so many. You don't want to know what I've been telling about you, Josh. But anyway, <laughs> um, when she repeats it, it'll be interesting. But yeah, go down to Plymouth. I'm going to watch football on Saturday. Ipswich playing Plymouth. So that ties in nicely. I'll, I'll go watch that on my own. Got my ticket right in front of me. It's right here. Um, wow. So big day. I'm dre- actually, it's a fancy dress. Um, we're dressing up as, um, I don't know if you boys, you probably won't have seen Moana. 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 The, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The huh? Rock guy. Yeah, yeah. So that that film. So yeah. Jenny Jenny is Moana because she's, you know, tanned like that, and yeah, easy for her to dress up as that. Um, Eliza's going to be the little pig from it, which you probably won't know about. Um, so she's a little pig, and Jenny has made me. Have you seen the chicken from it? Hey hey, <laughs> she's made me a whole outfit of this chicken. It's like paper mache the head. It's pretty impressive to be fair. So I'll get some pictures and send them over to you boys. Please but that's. Do. That's me for the weekend. Um, we need to line up an interview this week and I need to speak to Josh about that. Busy week of, uh, of coaching for me as well. Um, that's getting pretty intense. A lot of people are racing at the moment. So, yeah, structuring people's plans. But, um, yeah, trying to get back to some mileage as well for me and hopefully into some racing soon. Um, but, yeah, big... Um, Big interview with Becky Briggs coming up next. It was, yeah, interesting discussion. I um, put my foot in it a few times with some mis- misinformation. And, um, yeah, she she nicely didn't have a go at me too much. So, yeah, it's a good interview, wasn't it, Josh? Find it interesting? Yeah. Trying to, trying to line up a few more female interviewees. Yeah, so I asked her her thoughts on – she's a listener, so I asked her her thoughts on what we could do better. And like a few people said, a few more – females um to be interviewed which we're working on but 
uh, yeah, as a, a couple of blokes, um, yeah, I, um, I end up trying to DM a few people and it often goes into their requests, which they don't see. So if, um, if anybody knows some, um, some interesting females that we can interview and can put us in touch in like direct touch for them, that'd be good. Yeah. Drop me a message and, um, we'll line them up and have a chat, but yeah, that's it for this week. Um, I need to go wrap this show up and look after my child because Jenny is, is leaving me again. So yeah, that's it. Cheers, boys. Have a good week, week, guys. Bye. This week's interview, I'm delighted to to speak to Becky Briggs. Becky's had a a breakthrough couple of years, really, and um, has now moved up to the marathon. Um, recently ran ran London. I want to say it was an it was an under twenty three record you ran at London. No, second. 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 Oh, I've ruined that already. Sorry. <laughs> um, but anyway, she's got some some pretty decent PBs. Um, I'll start with the track. I think the track and the road five k is is both seventeen flat. Yeah, it's pretty um, below the the standard I uh, would hope for. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's a bit unfortunate. Both are seventeen flat. You could have ran a second faster, surely. Yeah, and you know, I have run faster than that in half marathons. So you know, I, I do like a fast a fast start in a half marathon, and um, yeah, I've done quite a few sixteen minute five k's. Uh, just not when it's on its own I have a bit of a block against it fair enough um so we'll skip over that one then <laughs> like we just talked about it so 10k 3409 um 10,000 on the track you haven't done well well we'll skip over 10,000 on the track for that. <laughs> um 3409 on the roads so that's pretty close to 217s back to back so that shows yeah, your 5K needs a bit of work, Becky. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then half marathon, 72.54, which was in Antrim, I want to say. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think that's, that might be on borrowed time. <laughs> did you hear about the Antrim course? I did, but that, was, that wasn't that was this year's Antrim. It was the Antrim the year before. So I'm hoping that that still stands. Yeah, we'll, we'll say it still stands because mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> Josh can't talk. He did a race in... Um, Chepstow Speedway 10k where they just took like five six seconds off everyone's time and really? he, yeah he got yeah, away from that. so that. <laughs> so yeah we'll give you that one um <laughs> I mean you backed it up with 7308 in Poland so yeah yeah um, and then marathon 234 34 which was London marathon this year which was your second marathon I think after the yes. trials so yeah so yeah Welcome, Becky. Um, how's things going at the moment? How's the recovery from London going? Yeah, I mean, it's go- I'm okay now. Um, after the marathon, I think I had uh, two nights out that pretty much killed me off. I ended up, like, really, really ill. Um, but I've had antibiotics this week and, um, yeah, hopefully back to it properly next week. So, so yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it's been a rough uh, three weeks. But you proper let your hair down after the race, then just enjoyed oh, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. You've got to. It's been. Uh, I'm in my third year of uni now, and like the you know the first two years with COVID have just been kind of like 
just completely messed up really so so yeah it was nice to uh enjoy the two nights out that I had <laughs> so yeah 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 especially after after rinsing yourself over the marathon when your legs are shot there's not much else you can do with them for two weeks so you might as well yeah, yeah do something else yeah um so so London was your second marathon you did the trials back in in March in Q yeah um, did you did you have a full build-up going into that or was it something so was it after you did Antrim in September 2020 was the marathon something you were going to move up to fairly quickly so it was um when I was at uh world half in October that's when um there was kind of a lot of talk about the fact that the marathon trial was going to be at Kew Gardens and I was kind of like god it's just it's round the corner from where I live you know at that point like everything was going back into lockdown I was kind of like you know there's not going to be any cross-country races going to, going to be no other races over winter like I might as well kind of do it and have something to aim for so yeah for Kew Gardens it was um I had a really good build-up if not anything maybe a too good build-up I think I peaked more at the end of kind of January maybe February time rather than and then was perhaps a little bit tired by the time it got to the end of March I think because it was locked down and there was nothing to break up the training at all um but but yeah that like October last year was when I kind of was like oh yeah uh marathons what I'm gonna kind of step up to and I even remember I put up my Instagram story the other day um that I'd put um like can't wait to step up to the next challenge and that's when I decided that I was going to do the marathon and that was yeah about a year ago to now so yeah let's go back to the half marathon so you sort of had a breakthrough in Antrim that year running 72.54 which which I think qualified you for for world half in Poland yeah Um, so is is that the half marathon you talk about where you ran sort of 5k pbs along the way to to that time yeah yeah it was and then I think I did pretty much the same at World Half as well because it was um obviously it was such a big race and kind of such a fast a fast start it was definitely um like a regression run rather than a progression run um but but yeah I think in yeah in both Antrim and World Half I definitely ran 16 minute 5k times so you moved to the half in in 2020 you did did a few halves by the looks of it first one in Bath earlier in that year um so but prior to oh yeah you did so prior to lockdown you'd done a couple of half marathons and looking at your your power of 10 which goes a fair way back looks like you've been running from a pretty young age yeah you've always always gravitated towards the distance events even from a, a young age yeah no definitely I think um the the kind of sprinting never really like from being like little like sprinting never really appealed to me at all and it was just kind of like pretty obvious that the the distance was what I was good at and like like I'm very small like my height as well um was just kind of clear that if I was going to be successful anywhere it was going to be over the the longer distances and um I did my my first half was was it 20 is it 2019 yeah 2019 2019 but I was I was still 18 at the time and like my aim was just to kind of like finish it and then kind of like run under 80 minutes and I ran under 75 and that was like you know my first half I was wearing like adidas adios shoes like no carbon shoes or anything and that was kind of like the moment where it was like oh actually no 
um like for my age like that was a really good time for someone who was still 18 and it was like oh, actually at the longer distances is where it's going to be at and why not step up to them while while I'm still young because you never know what's going to happen in the sport like you don't realistically know how many years you've got so I might as well kind of go for it now um rather than wait another you know six seven years so so yeah Josh you look like you had a question for yeah no I was just going to say so when you when you um so firstly just so everyone knows uh who coaches you at the moment uh so it's jeff watkin who coaches me at the moment hashtag yeah. jeff knows yeah jeff knows yeah <laughs> so how did um how did that discussion go with him did you sort of tell him you wanted to move or was sort of was it a conversation i think this is what i want to do how do you feel so for the marathon yeah moving up to the marathon so it kind of happened uh like simultaneously that i was coached by mick woods previously and then I ran world half last year and then pretty much straight after that uh, started being coached by Jeff so I started being coached by Jeff like on the kind of like premise that the Kew Gardens marathon is is what like the next step was and was what I was going to do so so yeah so he kind of like took me on um, knowing that like that was going to be the aim type of thing and he was kind of like yeah you know if it's what I was quite I'm quite stubborn so like if I want to do something like that's what that's what I'm gonna do so when I said that I wanted to do it it was kind of like okay that's that's what that's what's gonna happen then that almost answers my next question so I was gonna say how did your training with Jeff change really but I guess you've probably only done marathon stuff with him yeah yeah pretty much so the first couple of months before Christmas um like it wasn't wasn't necessarily marathon specific but it was also still a big step up training wise compared to the training that I'd been doing before so to me it almost felt like it was an extremely long marathon block because it was already kind of building up towards the marathon specific sessions even though um they weren't but it was definitely like a huge change in training from uh what I was doing previously so so yeah yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna move back to the old days um and it's making me feel really old looking at your power of 10 and looking at 2010 when you were an under 11 and I was <laughs> I was in my peak years back then um so so you were you're based up up north near near Hull by the looks of it um, yeah is it Beverly was it Beverly yeah yeah so so those early years what got you into running what was like did you always, were you always like destined to be a runner or are your parents run it? Yeah. So, so um, when I was like, so my mum, when she was like younger, younger, was a sprinter. She went to English schools for sprinting and like my mum and dad have both always been like really kind of like active and like a, a very like active kind of family. And mm. when I was maybe six, seven, that type of age, both my mum and dad were running at that point, just kind of like recreationally, but equally they were both like decent runners for being kind of like parents and just kind of you know going for a, like a few runs a week type of thing with the local club um I think I don't know what my my mum like won like a local 10 mile race for like 62 minutes and I think my dad ran like 37 for 10k type of thing so that that kind of thing but at that point like as a child I looked at them and literally thought why I can remember it like clear as day why would anyone want to do that like why would you put yourself through that just, I still think that now. <laughs> just I just didn't understand it I was like I just don't see the appeal um but but yeah so so that was that and then um 
my sister kind of like joined like the athletics club and she's two years older than me um and like went down to the track and I kind of like went and watched for so long and just kind of had to sit on the sidelines and then like I was doing dance at the same time and then the timings didn't really work and like I kind of stopped dance and was kind of like all right like I'll I'll do it then um and then it was kind of very apparent that like as soon as I started like like I was I was quite good um and like I remember my first ever cross-country race was uh uh just like a local cross country it was Barton cross country and um I was given like the the race number 13 and I cried because I was like I can't have 13 like it's unlucky and then I went and won the race and it was only just like a you know like a local cross country but I think that was kind of like the oh actually like maybe I'm I'm not not too bad at this maybe there is kind of something so yeah yeah. I think that's fair enough I think I would cry if I was given number 13 (laughs) so that's a fair enough (laughs) thing to do um but then you, yeah, you pretty much progressed quite nicely through the distances. I likely did a, a long jump. Um, <laughs> that's still your PB, three metres and six. Um, to be honest, I don't think I would uh, beat that if I did it now. That's solid. I quite like that. <laughs> but yeah, moved up to 1500s and then went through the cross country years and, and yeah, went to 10Ks pretty quickly. So as an under 17, I think you started doing some 10Ks here and and broke 40, broke 40 minutes at at Beverly and somewhere else um, as an under-17. So, yeah. yeah, you moved up the distances pretty early. Yeah, as soon as I, um, like the age to do 10K is like 15 um, and it was like my local hometown 10k Beverly 10k and like I had no no watch or anything so I had no idea how fast I was running but in my head I'd said like I want to break 40 minutes and like I think it was something like my chip time was just under 40 minutes and like I did it um and yeah just the nature of the the running club that I was at at that time um was like Beverly Athletics Juniors and they did because there was no track so it was all kind of like um you did cross countries in the winter and then in the summer it was like you did the fun runs and then when you were old enough you did the 10ks um so that's why I kind of like did them so so young but also um I was running all right at them so um so yeah so there was kind but there was no kind of that's why there's no track in those kind of years because simply we just didn't just didn't really do it so so yeah quite interesting you said your first 10k you break 40 minutes what did you run your first 10k 41 30 <laughs> I was I was so happy with that yeah 15 um yeah I was I was absolutely over the moon yeah, yeah. I think I wore I wore a pair of like yeah like normal trainers like weren't even running oh, yeah. and it was I yeah, yeah I I mean I I even ran um Leeds Abbey Dash one year um I ran 36 minutes in a pair of like ASICS GT 2000s and I think that just kind of shows doesn't it that like you can still and I'm, I can't remember how old I was then maybe was that 2017 something like that and like it shows that you can still run decent times in a pair of like pretty poor shoes yeah you're talking like 32 minutes now in a pair of pair of vapor flies off of that yeah exactly okay. especially off today okay, um <laughs> but I think looking at this you got your first GB vest it wasn't until was it 2019 cross country was yeah. It? yeah yeah so so yeah you, you 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 ran plenty at a young age but you weren't ever at the sort of you know making teams every year you've not gone through that sort of gb juniors 
Well, no. He'd obviously eventually run GB Junior, but but yeah, you didn't go through like all the age groups. So so yeah. you made that first team in was it 2019? Um, yeah. So that was cross country. I've lost where it is now. But it was it was in Denmark, wasn't it? So yeah. You went yeah. over the roof. So yeah, how was that? How how did it feel when you made made your first GB team in 2019? That was just, it was all a little bit surreal, to be honest, because um, like it, I, I was in kind of like quite a lucky position for my running because originally like the September prior to that, I'd gone to Uni of Leeds. I spent three weeks there and then I dropped out. So at that time I was um, working in a shop and then training. So like I was doing like very part-time hours, living at home and training. So I kind of was almost living like like quite a like an elite athlete lifestyle just for that one year and it made such a massive difference um and I was just like I just I was just so 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 fit but I made that world cross team off doing absolutely nothing off road I had like a really good cross country season I didn't want to do any training that wasn't on the road or the track um so I don't really know I don't know how I I don't know how I did it I think it was simply just kind of like fitness but I just yeah that that the trial race when it was at Loughborough I remember I just I set off really really fast and kind of ended up at the front and thought oh I've got to try and hold this now and it was a really windy day and I remember going down that that kind of bottom straight and the wind just battering me and just thinking well I can't slow down because there's hundreds of girls behind me so I'm just gonna have to keep going um so yeah it was kind of incredible like to make that team and I think I mean, it was a shock to myself. And I think it was probably a shock to a lot of other people because I don't think many people knew kind of who I was at all then. So, yeah. So, yeah. Was, I think I remember it was, that. It was quite a, a warm year because the, the national, where you also came fifth in February, was quite firm because I, mm. I was actually on a beach in Thailand at the time. And I remember Josh sent me a picture through and it looked like, yeah, you're running cross country in the middle of summer. So, yeah, it was, it was warm and yeah, yeah sunny. A a year. Yeah, no, it definitely was. So let's go back so to today and the marathon build-up. Um, so it's your second marathon build-up. What did you change this time from the, the build-up you did for the trials? To be honest, um, not much apart from practising with the drinks because the, the build-up to Kew Gardens, I was... I was in a better place to run a better marathon time than I was before London. It just simply went wrong on the day. Like if I'd have got the drinks right at Kew Gardens, I genuinely, I don't know what I could have run. It would have been a very, very fast time um, because I was, I was simply fitter than I was before, before London that's just gone. Um, but I, at Kew Gardens, I didn't drink the drinks and I simply just literally ran out of energy um, way too, kind of way too early. Um, so, so yeah, that was the main thing I changed was simply the nutrition and making sure I drank the drinks and it made such a massive difference in London. I, I kind of, it's almost that you could think rationally and, you know, kind of, you know that it's hard, but also you kind of know that like, you're going to get to the end, even if you're slowing down, like you're going to make it to the end. Whereas at Kew Gardens, I didn't have that. Like I was just all over the place couldn't see couldn't think at all so I was yeah. there I remember seeing you at the finish line <laughs> I, I remember actually seeing you take you well a few drinks on and it literally was you picked them up mm-hmm. sort of barely touched your mouth and you threw it away and I was like there is no way you've even taken any of that on no, not at all and I think I was just kind of 
uh, quite naive to it and kind of thought like, I'll, I'll be all right. And I was kind of so, I was trying so hard to stay with that front group and the pace was just that little bit. It was, they were running a bit faster than originally. They kind of said that they were going to set out to run. Originally, the front group was going to go for the 229.30 and then the pace kind of changed and they were going like that bit faster and I just wasn't quite ready to run that. So it was kind of too hard to stay with the group, take the drinks and actually drink them when I hadn't practiced in it, practiced it like enough. Um, so yeah, so it was a real shame and I was absolutely devastated for so long afterwards as I put so much into that kind of build up and like I you you know when you're fit and like I knew how kind of fit I was and the sessions I was doing before Q Gardens were like kind of yeah I was finishing sessions and kind of like crying because I didn't think it was possible that I could do that and I was doing it um so so yeah whereas the build-up towards London was a lot kind of more maybe more conserved um because due to like various different things I didn't actually I wasn't sessioning properly until the end of July so I didn't do many set I didn't have a very good like summer of kind of training really so um so yeah so so after July what did you have like 12 10 week build up was it yeah yeah it was yeah so we kind of um same place that like I would do Antrim and then I would kind of I would do London and that would be kind of like where it was at um but kind of didn't hammer the sessions as much as I did before Kew Gardens and tried to keep it a lot more kind of conserved and like it worked to run like a like a, a good marathon time but I also know that like in the future I will be able to run run faster with kind of like you know a bit of a, a like a stronger build-up type of thing um like I did like we did big I did big marathon sessions but I did kind of one two and a half hour run and that was kind of it for the like really long runs so so yeah that sounds pretty relatable to be honest mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I think I think what you'll find is is just putting a few of the blocks back to back and it will yeah. come like not many people run super quick marathons in their first two or three so so yeah I think just putting a few of them back to back and you'll you'll knock minutes off but is there any like big sessions you remember from the build up? Sorry, my child is in the background. <laughs> That's all right. This is fine. Um, we usually on this show, we just leave her to it. Which is my wife's probably not even there. She's just crawling around outside. But yeah, ignore her. Um, oh gosh, something like twelve by K on K float. So twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah, something like that um what else what what, what sort of pace are you doing those at oh god I mean off the top of my head maybe it was about oh something along the lines of like 336 337 for the k's on and then close to four minutes for the k's off so kind of just under about just under marathon pace and then like a, a bit slower than marathon pace but in the build-up to Kew Gardens I was running like 316 for the K on and like 335 for the K, K off wow. so, yeah. like I was running like really really fast <laughs> yeah I'd get dropped like yeah I honestly like looking back and even in the build-up to London I was like thinking how am I gonna do do the marathon 
knowing that that's what I was doing before and that's not what I was doing now but I think that's the thing with the marathon as well is that like you know I at the moment like I don't need to be able to run kind of five twenties because that's not the pace I'm going to be able to hold for 26 miles so it's more kind of um like quantity and like volume of um the 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 sessions rather than kind of like doing it really really fast and then like collapsing on the floor at the end because you know it's not what you need to be not what you need to be doing is it yeah Josh needs to be listening to this (laughs) I tell him this every week but um but yeah it's all about just doing the the relevant marathon pace stuff so are those sessions you do you enjoy those longer sessions or I enjoy it. I enjoy it afterwards. Like Jeff likes to do once in each marathon block, like a double session day, which I'm not never a fan of like doing a session in the morning and then going and doing a session in the afternoon. But the satisfaction afterwards thinking like, cause you never think you'll be able to do it in the afternoon. And then when you do do it, it's like, Oh yeah, actually maybe I am in kind of better shape than I thought I was in. So yeah, I think it's always, that's always kind of like a good feeling, but yeah sometimes the sessions because I do like all the marathon sessions that I've done have been kind of well they've been on my own so it's always kind of like a, a bit of a lonely lonely ride but but yeah so the special block day that Jeff does um what's this what session do you do in the morning and what do you do in the afternoon can you remember okay so this time um it was a little bit more kind of like oh all right then like I can do that in the morning it was warm up then 10k tempo then um warm down and I did the 10k at 540 pace which would be like 229 yeah that's the 229.30 marathon pace and then in the afternoon it was warm up then five by a mile we did those at like 525s and then warm down whereas before Kew Gardens this the, the the double day was warm up 10k at like 610 pace then 10k tempo um then warm down and then in the afternoon it was warm up like 5k at six minute mile in then eight by a k off like eight by a k off a minute then warm down so that was um that was a lot yeah yes yeah, so like, 28, 28 mile day yeah that was yeah yeah big um yeah so your, your mileage do you know what your sort of mileage was during the marathon blocks? Yeah, it's it kind of usually sits at around um, like mid nineties. Like I find it if I I can like I can easily run a hundred mile weeks, but then like the week after I'll probably feel a bit tired. So yeah, it's always kind of around like ninety two or ninety five something like that. Okay, so let's go into London then. Um, so the aim was the aim two twenty nine. 30 was it no that was the aim that was the aim for Kew Gardens because that was the Olympic qualifying time and yeah ultimately like I was going to stand on the start line and go for it um you know that was that was I had nothing to lose it was the first one but this time it was kind of to for me I just wanted to finish 2021 like running a respectable marathon time it didn't have doesn't didn't have to be what I know that I'm capable of at some point in the future but I just kind of wanted to run a time where I thought no in 2021 I've done the marathon and I've done that because Kew Gardens I was just so devastated because the time that I ran just wasn't reflective of you know what I what I was capable of you know I stood still and walked many times so so yeah so the aim was just kind of like in my head I kind of thought under 235 I'll be kind of satisfied with that so yeah and and you did that um but you went out through half in 
in seven i've got the splits so went out in half in 75 20 and your splits up until then were pretty pretty even sort of 335 ish per per 5k yeah uh, so was that because you were in a group um, yeah so the, the the difficult thing was was um they said that like the, the slowest group was going out at 229.30 pace. And I was like, well, it's literally, you know, it's not what I've trained for and it's not what I've aimed, aimed to kind of run. I thought that was a little bit of a, a bit of a shame that the slowest paced group at London marathon was like the Olympic qualifying time because it yeah. wasn't for men. There was, there was a, you know, those groups slower than the Olympic qualifying time. So why is it not the same for the women? But anyway, that, you know, that's, that was the case. Um, I love a moan. You can moan as much as you want. Yeah, well, well yeah, because I, th- I think it's like, you know, if, if, if that's the case for the men, why was there not a group going at 232 or 233 pace for the women? Because it's, st- it's still a very good marathon time. You might not be making the Olympics, but you're still going to be a decent, you know, decent marathon runner. And, you, and, it, and it gives you a stepping stone for next time. Like, yeah. if it's yeah, not exactly. that age group, then you either go out and blow up massively or don't finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you have to run on your own. And it's just, yeah, I agree. It's pointless. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I set off with, uh, like just at the back of that group because obviously the the first few miles you're not going to be far off them just kind of sat on sat off the back of them and then the group kind of split up a bit and then like some of the paces were kind of like running back um so that they could like run with some of the people behind and it did kind of split like the group did kind of split up um so yeah so it was like a strong first half and I think I was still on track for like a really good time until about 22 miles I think and then it was just those last those last few miles like there were you know it didn't feel like I was running that pace but there was like a few like close to 620s in there and it was just because like you know it just the, the last few miles seem to get longer and longer and longer don't they yeah. like you know that's I knew it was one of them things where like because I'm I'm still so young at, like I knew I was going to slow down but it's almost like getting to the finish in the the best possible time almost knowing that you, you aren't going to run completely even splits so so yeah and I feel like you know I managed to hold it together okay I, I would have you know it would have been nice to have been able to hold it you know even drop back to kind of six o's and I would have probably taken a minute off my time so that's you know but that's something that's I would say like okay to like easy to work on isn't it so, yeah, so I mean there was loads of people I, I've not I've still yet to see anybody who ran negative at London this mm-hmm. year um yeah and it was windy. The yep. last bit was really windy. And, you know, I was completely on my own and like, it, you know, it was really hard type yeah. of thing. I was stood at mile 20 and a half. Um, I was one of the random people who probably shouted your name and you thought, <laughs> I have no idea. I, it happens to me all the time. You're like, no idea who that is, but I'll, I'll maybe look and give a smile. Um, but yeah, from there on, that last 10K was, was tough. And yeah. it only got, the closer you girls got to the finish, it got tougher. Like that last 5K, it really did yeah. you. And um, yeah, your splits don't go, yeah, they're not too bad at all. You lost maybe maybe a minute or two in the last 10K, but yeah, that's conditions and yeah, just experience of doing it. So you finished with, and 
Josh, Josh actually said that he felt similar, didn't you? You like, you didn't think you were running. Yeah, I even from I remember going through. I spoke to Aaron at fifteen miles, and I said, "I'm I'm done." I said, "I'm out." Yeah. I got then, on the phone to his yeah. coach at fifteen. Was like, "Wow, he said he said he's done. What do you want me to do?" But my, my splits actually hadn't slowed that much. Yeah, um, and I just felt like I was running so slow, but actually there there wasn't that much change. But uh, yeah, similar. The the last ten k was windy, lonely, and long. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah, just gets all, it just gets really hard to hold it together and I think as well like on the course um the last it, it, with about three miles to go there's like a really horrible part of the course that's kind of like I think it's a it's around about where the start of the mini marathon is and there, I just remember there being a mile where it was just like awful and I'd, you kind of went through a few tunnels and I don't know it seemed quite uphill and I just remember thinking god this this bit's this bit's really hard I've really got like no I've not got very far to go but this is long type of thing yeah that is it's around 23 when you go through one of the tunnels yeah. and you, you have to go up the hill out the other side and yeah you, yeah you, on your own there's no crowd in the tunnel and it's no. feeling very sorry for yourself yeah <laughs> yeah I, I always feel like really conscious that I'm yeah looking terrible and they've got like thousands of people watching you slowly <laughs> die which is always a yeah. lovely, lovely thing um, so you ended up finishing with with 234, 34, so comfortably inside 235. Um, and you said you you're happy with inside 235. Are you still still happy with it? I'm I'm ha- I'm happy with it, but also like I I kind of expect it because like London Marathon's always been such a big thing in my head that I've like wanted to do for pretty much as soon as I started running, and obviously it's such kind of like an iconic finish and everything, and I kind of expect expected to finish and like burst into tears and be really happy and I kind of finished and I was just like hmm because it was very like the time was very much like what I just kind of trained to run you know like if if you'd have asked me before what do you honestly think you're going to run I would have probably said like pretty much exactly that so it wasn't kind of like the like (laughs) it wasn't like um oh my god I can't believe I've done that it was very much like okay I've, I've done it now type of thing which obviously is great but um yeah I, like I like I am happy with it but also it's not kind of like uh well I hope it's not kind of like a time that's forever against my name I hope it can be uh rewritten in the years to come so yeah and you've got you've got a lot of years to do that as well yeah <laughs> Aaron's trying to find someone on power tech. Yeah, I was, I'm watching him struggle. I, am struggle. <laughs> I was I was going to look at um, so you, I think you're 63rd all time ranked for the marathon, which is which is impressive in itself. I was going to look at those those under 23 rankings. So I think you're second, you know? Yeah, she said yeah, that. Yeah, second. Yeah. I want to see how much she needs to. It's quite uh, a bit. It's the three minutes I think I need to take off. Okay. Um, it's an impressive uh, time. It's now taken me to. This is really good radio. It's taken me to. Um, Do you know what Britain. the time is? Just to say, I, th- I think I think off the top of my head, I think it's two thirty one thirty seven. I think. Now, how many years have you got to do that? That's my question. Do you know I I. I don't understand the age. I don't know whether anybody understands the age groups, but I don't understand the age groups. So I could either have next year and the year after. I th- well, I'm 21 now and my, I'm a March birthday. So I've definitely got all of next year and potentially until September of the year after. 
Okay. So you've got time. So I've just found it. 231.28, which is oh. Sarah Rowell in in London in 1984. So yeah, it's a pretty historic record that you, mm. you've got potential to, to beat. Um, and she went on to run 228. So um, yeah. yeah, quick runner. That probably takes um, takes us nicely. So what's your plan for your next marathon then? Or sort of training through the winter next year? So um, I spoke to Jeff on Friday because since the marathon we hadn't really set out any long-term plans because I was just kind of like gonna I like to have one like one task do it and then think about the next thing um so uh I think it's kind of it's common knowledge now that Manchester is going to be the trial isn't it so I'm going to do Manchester um kind of spoke about perhaps doing Seville but like I know it's a very fast course but it's a, I mean, it's at the end of February and I don't know whether I'm quite ready to go into a marathon block just yet. Um, Cause I'm going to do, do Mansfield cross country relays in two weeks. And then. Um, is it two gonna, weeks? Yeah, I think, is it? Yeah. Is it like 6th of, 6th of November? Uh, I told someone today it was next weekend. So I need to tell oh, them. He's got another week. <laughs> it's, usually, it's usually Halloween weekend, isn't it? But it's obviously. Yeah, it's usually a bit earlier. Um, so I'm going to do that and then I'm going to do Liverpool cross because I'm still under 23 and I've, I have absolutely no idea how it's going to go like I avoid parts of bushy like parts of the trails because I don't like running off road so you know cross country is going to be um yeah but yeah so I'll just kind of do that see how it goes and then suppose kind of um 12 weeks will be just after Christmas won't it to kind of go into um marathon block but because I'm you know because I'm still at uni like I still have to do like a uh, books cross country which don't, do I really want to be doing that in a marathon build-up no um but but yeah so so yeah so I do Manchester and then um hopefully try and run you know hopefully try and break the 17 minute barrier next summer for 5k that'd be nice yeah. <laughs> that's the ultimate goal break 17 um <laughs> you'll probably do it in your next marathon you're probably fine honestly it is almost like it's getting to the stage where it's like it's actually quite funny because like it's not like a lot a lot of uh women have broken 17 minutes for 5k and I really should have done by now um but yeah I'm sure it'll happen (laughs) yeah I was listening to an Australian she um she's ran 31 I want to say 31 20 31 30 on the track yeah you can't break 16 minutes no so work that one out um yeah <laughs> yeah so there's, there's a few of you around you need to pick <laughs> up your game um so marathon that's just the the goal from now on you've not got sort of any other ideas of moving back to back to the track for shorter distances I mean the track and me just we just don't get on I just like the, I think the thing is as well is, um, I mean, I'm never going to make it over something like 1500. Like, I, you know, of course I'm not going to. So if I was going to be successful on the track, it'd be, you know, like 10,000. And ultimately you run because you enjoy it, don't you? Like, I mean, like I've not got any sponsorship or anything. I'm only doing it because. I'm just breaking up. It's like, because I enjoy it. And there is no appeal to running 25 times around the track. Like, um, yeah I just have that I have kind of I just don't have any desire to run 25 laps at the track whereas running the marathon you think you know there's some amazing big city marathons across across the world like there's there's much more appeal to that than 
there is to kind of running around the track and running an okay time for 10,000 that's not really going to get me anywhere. So ultimately, I'll probably have to do some shorter distances to get better over the marathon. Um, but I, you know, like if someone, you know, if someone said to me, what is the dream? The dream would be to go to the Olympics for the marathon and not, you know, 10K. So, so yeah. Paris, Paris 2024 it is then? Or 2028. Where's that? Do you know where that is? Have they announced where that is yet? Yeah. I think it's LA. Oh, nice. Go there. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that a few people might have moved off the marathon scene by 2028. Not too old, like me. And yeah. 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 <laughs> Perfect. No, I, I think it's, yeah, it's definitely, if you keep the progression, keep the consistency, then yeah, it's well within your grasp to hit the times the girls have been hitting the last couple of years. Definitely. It's really, it's moved on though, hasn't it? The sort of women yeah. distance scene in this country. We've now got, got girls like charlie going super fast and um, yeah. yeah try nearly hitting the times that that mara and paula set years and years ago and yeah 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 it's, it must be well it's it must be fairly competitive within yeah the sort of girls you're you're against now yeah definitely i mean like um the qualifying time for the european championships is now 232 and i think I think it was 2010, if I'm right. The qualifying time was 2:38. Yeah. And like, there's there's a big difference between that. You know, like that six minutes is that's that's a huge difference. And obviously, I know the progression of the shoes and everything like that. But it's not you know, worth six minutes. We won't give them that. Six minutes is um is quite a hefty. Yeah, is is quite a hefty type of thing. You know, if you think like if it had been 10 years ago, like I would be on the team for the Europeans like yeah. easily inside 238 and what you've so. got to say I always say to Aaron is just you, you're a non-responder so you don't benefit from them to, to be honest I mean I, I always well my 10k PB is still from uh Adidas Adios so my you know um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've ran, yeah I've ran a decent I've run yeah decent times in um non-carbon shoes they they clearly do they clearly do benefit but i also think you've got to have the right running style to benefit from the shoes and like some people have really kind of like nailed it in the terms of getting the benefit from the shoes i think if if you kind of if you don't if you don't land in the right place then um the benefit is kind of limited so cool and i um i understand you're 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 a listener to our show um have you got any feedback for for the boys that that we could do better? Get more girls on. Yeah, that is that's, what we're trying. That's to do. my that's my feedback. So that's why we've got Josh to try and <laughs> use his DM powers to, to speak to people. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something we're trying to trying to do. And um, yeah, if any well, any no, girls I... out there want to speak to us, drop me a DM and we'll we'll get you on. No, I, I love it. It's, it's a nice podcast. It's nice to listen. It's been really, re- in the build up to London, it was so reassuring to listen to like, like other people that I would class as, you know, just kind of share their experiences, like on how not, it doesn't always completely go to plan, you know, like sessions and stuff. They might, not everything's perfect because everything you see on social media, people obviously are only going to post the details of their like their best sessions and I don't have Strava because I don't like I don't want to I don't want to look type of thing so you only kind of see especially on Instagram like the highlights so it was really nice to kind of hear 
you know like the like the ups and downs of like marathon training because I think it very much is it's such kind of like a process um isn't just kind of like you know you do a few fast sessions on the track and then you're kind of ready to go because it's it's not like that so yeah Yeah, exactly and that's what a lot of people think they think it's for sort of elite end people they think it's so easy like because we make it out on yeah social networks to always be easy but it's not like we're working yeah. as hard as somebody running six hours we're working as hard as them you know so yeah definitely. Um, so yeah it's it's a tough thing to do um and talk about instagram you've um got fairly big presence on instagram <laughs> i think and you're involved in in pure sport um, yeah so and you've been doing are you doing part of their pure sport run club in yeah yeah um so they have a run club every week in Battersea and I um first started going at the start it was like the beginning of May um and at that point I was in like a really bad place in my running like I was not running much at all um it was just before I did um 5k actually at Battersea and ran over 17 minutes and had a major meltdown because you know it just I was just like I can't believe I've just done that um and it's really nice to kind of connect with so many people from so many different backgrounds and see their progression through running. Um, and it kind of reminds you of like why you do it, because sometimes like, like you'll both know that like it can be a really lonely sport and especially like the, the sessions that I do like in marathon block, like they're all on my own and I do a lot of my running on my own um, and kind of going down to run club reminds you of like that, you know, there are like so many people who enjoy running just for running and you know you kind of need to remind yourself of that because sometimes it feels like a chore and then you know like when you've got sessions and you know standard run might be like 12 miles and you're saying oh god this is a long way um so it's nice to kind of go down like see lots of other people and yeah just kind of reminds you of why you do it so it's they've they've set up something really good and it's nice to be involved in nice to be involved in them yeah I had the same conversation with somebody today that I yeah running for me I've always done it and always been able to do it and yeah some days are a chore but then I had to take almost eight to ten weeks of not being able to run because of like illness yeah and all of a sudden you start running again you're like yeah I definitely miss this and like I appreciate it more that I can just do a simple session with no no like pain or it feel too hard it's just yeah so good yeah. to remind yourself why you do it um although saying that now josh is back running does feel like a chore again because I, <laughs> I have to listen to him for 60 minutes but um but yeah no it's been it's been great speaking to you and um yeah hopefully you have have a decent winter over cross country and and nice. we see you knock out a, a quick marathon in manchester and um yeah we'll keep an eye out to see you hopefully it's some some big champs in the future oh thank you (laughs) do you want to um, plug your social media now as well um yeah so my instagram is just let me let me check becky underscore briggs underscore i want to say yeah or just type in becky briggs i'm sure it'll come up yeah i'm sure yeah pretty sure it will see if uh the podcast can get me to 10 10, followers that's the aim oh you only need 45 definitely yeah we've got at least 46 listeners who can (laughs) who can help you out hopefully (laughs) yeah perfect all right yeah good speaking to you and yeah good luck for the winter thank you